Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com 
where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Stefan Stephenson, who is a men's relationship coach. And I've been very much looking forward to this conversation personally. What is up, my friend? How are you today? I'm really, really good. I actually, except I'm really boiling. We are, I'm sitting in London. We are, London or UK is not good for high temperatures. And we have had like, a, like not that it's very hot for you guys, probably in 80s, 90s, like yeah. 35 degrees Celsius. And yeah, we're struggling over here. <laughs> I'm good. Apart from that. <laughs> yeah. Struggling. I mean, for my internet, hot weather doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know, your, your body just is not built for that, but you know what, like, like everything in life, we adapt, right? We create change. We, we figure out how to, you know, continue to persevere hot weather or not. Um, exactly. Before we get in this conversation, which we're going to talk about some really incredible topics today, um, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of your journey to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, my background and journey, which then left me to this actually conversation, is that I have had some uh, experience, uh, kind of broken relationships and had some not so much kind of. Uh, focus on myself as I went through it and what I found uh, with uh, what this journey kind of led me to is that I have uh, two very long relationships behind me one broken marriage uh, where as I went through them I didn't really realize uh, what I was actually missing or what I was doing wrong a lot of the times so after my uh, divorce um, uh, after being with that person for about six years I started to do a lot of um, self-reflection and trying to understand. And like I come from a very stable background, so it was a quite of a shock to me uh, when my marriage uh, kind of failed. Uh, and I tried everything that I thought possible to kind of trying to retrieve it and then uh, uh, kind of save it. And then as I went down this journey of uh, uh, kind of self-help books, self-discovery. 
I, I, I tried everything, like texture to bed, and all the things that you could find of how to try to save your marriage. And as I, as I went through that, I started to realize how I am as a person hadn't really grown and how I kind of started seeing patterns in my own behavior that led to uh, um, uh, kind of the, the, the marriage to, uh, kind of failing. And, but as well, like it takes two, obviously, for things not to work out. So as I went through this, um, I always remembered having very much wanted to improve myself. It's always been one of my things for myself. I always wanted to improve. And so I put a lot of effort into that. And then as that kind of progressed, uh, I uh, obviously kind of saw other people um, in the similar situations. And a lot of the times, I kind of find myself a lot of times people... Um, when I'm going to a party and they kind of ask about what background I, and I'm kind of open about what my situation is, people open up to the, to me uh, as well. So I felt uh, this is something I could share with other people. Specifically, I think a lot of this has to do with men are not always very good in relationships, and there there are certain um, patterns that men do that lead down to a road of of um, uh, uh, that things cannot go very well. So I kind of started reflecting on that. And then um, somebody suggested to me, maybe you should look into uh, going down the coaching path. I signed to, up to a, a coaching uh, a course where it was like a year coaching coach out of that. I got a, uh, a certificate out of the, the International Coaching Federation. So it was one of those kind of certifications. And out of that, as we went through that, I kind of, uh, we had to pick a niche that was actually resonated with it, with you for your coaching. And then for me was, as I was starting to think about it more and more, thinking of the journey I went through, through my, uh, my relationships and how I kind of didn't really realize that the kind of the, 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 the um, failures I was doing or, or where I was not attentive enough or not focused enough that they kind of uh, helmed into this kind of uh, focus of wanting to help other men knowing my own experience and kind of knowing what what can potentially help you to be a better person and a, a, a more whole individual and a more present person in our relationships. And that's kind of got me to here is want to share my story and hopefully see if it resonates with other people and I can help some people. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Just want to take a moment and invite you to be my guest at Think Unbroken Conference this November. That's right. Think Unbroken is hosting our Unbroken Con for free. It's five days of trauma transformation information with myself, special guests, and even some of the leading experts in trauma education from around the world. For five days, we're going to jump into what it means to actually take the steps to be unbroken. All you have to do is register for free at unbrokencon.com. That's U-N-B-R-O-K-E-N-C-O-N.com. That's right. Five days of trauma transformation information with me, special guests, and some of the world's leading trauma-trained experts for free for five days this November. More details to come, but in the meantime, go to unbrokencon.com to register, and I'll see you there. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think so frequently for us, this journey is about turning our pain into purpose, is about taking those aspects of our life that for many people, look, I think to be honest, and especially as men, it, it you know, 
our understanding of what it means to be a man is often very askew from reality, right? It's work hard, make a lot of money, have a great car, you know, be super fit, but don't be emotional. Don't cry. You know, go chop fucking wood in the backyard on Saturdays. And it's like, yeah, but that's, that's not the whole story, right? That can't be the whole story. What, what were the insights that you had in terms of yourself as you were going through this to realize like there's something here that doesn't actually make sense with how I was raised or how I grew up or these ideas that I had about manhood versus what I think it actually should be. Like for me, there was kind of two things I got. So I have two long relationships behind me and obviously some shorter ones, but two long ones with like six years each. And I come from a very secure background uh, where my uh, parents uh, met, they were, were at school uh, when they're in their uh, late teens, early 20s, got married around that time, still married today, they're in the 80s today. So they were very, and, and I don't really remember them arguing much, except now in the later years when they're getting on, their, on one another's nerves because they're, they're getting older. And, um, uh, but... And all the friendships around them was very secure. So my my perception of a happy um, relationship was um, being there for the person and just stick it through and, and get to an end. Uh, so I had some issues as well when I was growing up. I had some um, self-doubts and my, my self-esteem was very, very low. So... What I got so when I got into my first relationship, I was in a in a in a place where oh somebody wanted to be with with me, so I was like, wow, that was awesome. So I wasn't really focused. I it was never, was very naive, and it comes to what you said before. It's like um, that was very superficial. It's like I have somebody like I wasn't really thinking what I wanted out of the relationship. I didn't really have a view. I just wanted to be in a relationship, and and then as that went through, I didn't really understand what it was. And I was very naive and I wasn't really present and I wasn't really paying attention. So that kind of came to an end because I wasn't really planning ahead. I wasn't really thinking, are we getting married or any, anything like that? And, and the person I was with, for some reason, she wasn't really bringing it up either. So, um, um, but it was, I think it was more of my, my side is that like what I find with a lot of men is that they're not really thinking what are they want out of the relationship. As you mentioned mm -hmm. before, they want to they, they want to be able to earn the money. They want to be able to provide for the family. They want to have a good lifestyle, the, the car, the house, and so forth. But what do you actually really want out of the relationship? What is the relationship before? And then my second relationship was, was the total opposite. I was so focused on thinking now I was going to get married. I know I needed to sacrifice myself into this relationship and to please the other person and make sure that the other person was happy. Mm. So I lost myself from the other side. So I kind of flipped the coin totally from being totally hands off to overly bearing and like wanted to do everything, wanted to save everything and be there for the person. And 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 so so that was not helpful in either of those of the situations. So in my mind, I think a lot of this time is. What do you need to invest? It's the strongest thing what you, you as an individual need to invest in is that what you want out of uh, the situation you're in. And I think we don't do enough self-reflection on that particular point, I feel. Do you, do you think that is because, now obviously in the framework of men, but I think in people in general, 
why do you think people are not stating what they want or what they need out of a relationship? Is it fear? Is it, you know, maybe they're scared of the potential of success? Like, what is it that you think is keeping people from being able to have the kind of relationship that they want to have? So if, if we talk about the both sexes, I think that's the fear of rejection or fear of um, uh, being um, re uh, yeah, rejected or turned down. It's like, 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 like an individual story would be like, um, like everybody has gone through, especially men. I mean, you, 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 you maybe it happened to me. So I was in San Francisco when I, when my, uh, kind of a single times I would go in a bar, uh, travel quite a bit for my work. So I would like, uh, uh, always when I traveled, I always make a point of not just staying in the hotel, going out, having a dinner and uh, maybe having a drink. And then there's one typical evening I'm in a bar in San Francisco. And I'm nursing my drink, and this lady comes in and sits next to me, and 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 um, she she looks uh, um, very approachable, uh, uh, kind of wanted to strike up a conversation, and and I kind of started that whole self talk. I should I do it now? Should I do it now? And then I finally get up the courage and asking her, and she just says blatantly no. And I was like, whoa! Uh, uh, and that kind of totally kind of knocked the wind out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> shortly after I like, crawl out of that bar like rejected and like what's wrong with me what, like was something in my teeth or all that kind of a, like horrible self-doubt comes in flowing in such a huge um, focus is that a lot of that time I think people are so scared of that rejection or opening themselves up to a vulnerability that they always think of the worst thing and it's, they always projected on, on themselves it's like there must be something wrong with me in this case, this lady could be uh, she was waiting for somebody, or or she would have, uh, wasn't really in that mood to talk to anybody. So so it's more I think one of those focuses just don't always make it about yourself. It's things uh, it's, it's what are we always, It's like when you always like tend to compare this with um, treat yourself as your best friend. So let let you, your friend is doing something awesome and and he comes up to, to you and says, "How was I?" You would never say to him, if you're a true friend, you're horrible. You should never do that again. <laughs> you, always, you always try to back him up and always say something nice to him. And, and I think a lot of the time we need to focus on that ourselves. We can't be so hard on ourselves all the time. And I think for men as well, going then to the men specific focus is that we are very afraid of opening self, ourselves up to any intimacy. Because again, it comes out we are not masculine enough. We are weak. Uh, uh, she will look down on me, and, and I don't want to. Uh, so, so we kind of tend to put up a shield of everything is okay. How do you how do you step into intimacy while still remaining masculine for whatever that means for you? And obviously, masculinity is going to be different for everybody. Everyone has their own definition. But how do you instead of having that feeling like if I'm intimate, people will look down on me and I won't be strong and I'll be emasculated. How do you do both? How can you be a man in, in the way that you choose and want to be a man, but also be intimate and have that thing that you're seeking? I think a couple of things, in my mind at least. So one is have opinion in a relationship. So if somebody asks you a question, have opinion on that question. But you can say that that's my opinion. We can decide then. What, if the, like like uh, like men tend to do quite a lot is, the woman says, "Let's go out on a date. Let's go somewhere. Where should we go?" 
and you say, and the man will say, whatever you want there. Thinking by doing that, we're pleasing her, allowing her to choose. But sometimes they want you to be present and make a decision or have at least opinion of what they should be doing. So I think that's very important. Um, the other thing as well, um, and it comes as well, knowing what you want out of it. Uh, because if, if if you don't know what you want out of it, then you don't really have opinion on what you what what your relationship should look like. And I think those two things are very important from a masculine perspective. Is that knowing what you want, have have an opinion on things that people want you to do, and then express those opinions and those 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 wants and needs, because you can be very masculine and and then um, do everything as. Uh, as, as like as you go chop the wood and make the money and all that kind of thing, but that's just very small part of being a whole a masculine or a, 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 I prefer to kind of focus it on as like a high value man or a um, maybe not the right word like a gentleman. That's how I always brought up, um, uh, and it's not always about opening the door or, or things like that, but it's still offering. I know women as well now want to be treated equal and all that kind of thing. But I think in everyone wants something to be treated nicely, um, like somebody is chivalrous, uh, somebody that does something for you. It doesn't mean that he, that you're being um, made any less valued, but it's just uh, people show up. Um, I think it's the kind of the, kind of the main focus. I think. Yeah, is is part of that having the willingness to face the fear of rejection to be able to state what you need? Because you know, I, I go and I look back at relationships I've had in the past. And, and like you, on both sides, I've been this person who I did everything the other person needed. And then on the other side, I did nothing that the other person needed. And so, you know, you, you live on both sides of these spectrums. How do you kind of navigate being able to get your needs met and meet the needs of, of the partner or the people that you're with? I think that comes down to very strong communication or not strong, but like open communication that is because I think as well, uh, there's a, I found this video the other day, and I think it's been around for a very, well, um, very long time. It's called, it's not about the nail. And um, and it's basically this couple uh, sitting on the sofa and the, uh, and, and the, uh, the girl has a, a nail coming out of her head. And she's describing all these headaches and this pain. And, and the guy is all about, yeah, just take out the nail. We'll fix everything. And, and we as men are very, solution orientated that's just how we function we're very just go fix it it's on over but sometimes a lot of these cases is just sitting there listening and not always come up with the solutions i think it comes down to just being present um like like, like um, a lot of people are focusing on is that you need to be able to do an active listening to the other person and let the other person finish um because I think the other thing with communication, we we tend to, and this comes back to the whole uh, fear of rejection, is that we're very quick wanting to defend ourselves. Uh, and then we talk over the other person, and then that escalates into really, really um, just mudslinging, whatever can happen out of, out of that. But if you sometimes, and, and misunderstanding as well, if you don't let, let the other person finish, because we are not masters in communication. Uh, a lot of people, uh, and sometimes it just we need to let the other uh, kind of other person try to express themselves, 
without the fear of being uh, kind of a bullied or, or, or kind of talked down to or just just yeah so that person knows that they're in a safe space and can actually finish the conversation and have have an open conversation of what they're actually trying to achieve or want out of their out of their relationships i think it's quite important yeah and i love what you said about not being defensive right because i think innately i think anytime that as human beings we're in communication with each other and there's anything that might bring awareness to an inconsistency or a flaw or however you want to phrase it. Like we throw up these giant walls. And, you know, sometimes I think that those very things that the people around us are mirroring back to us, they're doing that not to hurt us, not to insult us, but instead to say, hey, like, are you actually paying attention to this thing over here? And it's really easy to be defensive about that. Are there other communication tools that you think people need to be utilizing other than, I don't even want to say waiting your turn, but just sitting in silence and allowing the other person to express their needs? Are there other communication tools that we should be considering when we're having back and forth with people in these intimate conversations? I think um, like everybody talks about, like when when there's something bothering you, everybody talks about using the I. Like, I feel that you are not listening to me. I feel we're always doing what you are doing. So it makes makes the statement that way that you are you're not, like, you're always doing this. You're always doing that. So it's not a, a, attacking that person. I think it's very important. Um, and then the other thing is, 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 is um, kind of a being um, acknowledged of what the other person is, is saying. So sometimes the other other tool that people talk about is uh, kind of showing acceptance or reiterate what they just said. So you actually mean that that we are not doing. So 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 the other person kind of understands that you were actually listening and you actually understood what the problem is. Um, but it, I think a lot of these times, I think you need to f- find a way of being kind of a present in the conversation. And as well, I think, know what you want out of it in regards to where the end point is. So you're not just having an argument and with, and then leaving it. So actually to kind of figuring out um, a way to kind of achieve the end goal or what, what the situation is supposed to be. And I think what I find as well in, in my current relationship is that now that I've kind of done more reflection, I find more what I'm feeling now is that I'm much more aware when there is frustration going on between me and my fiance is that um, there's sometimes we've started an argument or, or not make an argument or discussion, but then the discussion is actually not about what we're talking about. It's something un- other underlying thing. And I'm getting more mm-hmm. understood of understanding that now, but, but it's not easy um, to have that um, kind of a, patience to listen through what is actually being said and maybe turn them to pick up on a little uh, kind of little nuances that the kind of the conversation starts around because i find some of this, uh, um at least uh, in my situation is that this conversation will start on something but then the whole conversation is about something totally uh, totally different but that doesn't come till that other person is comfortable enough to trust you what's actually she wants to talk about 
Yeah. And I think that part's excessively difficult, right? Because as, as men, and especially if you're being defensive in communication, that leads to outbursts, that leads to you having freak out moments, uh, self-sabotaging behavior. It, you know, a lot of that is based on the, the trauma experiences in communication from our youth. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. And, you know, even in this conversation with you, I'm thinking to myself, I remember so many times having conversations with with partners over the years where it's like there's a giant argument about nothing. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second, like what is actually going on here? How do you how do you get deeper into creating that space where both your partner and yourself have the ability to have vulnerability to have the conversation about what is actually happening. So, so I want to come back to it. The other thing I want to touch as well, what I found as well with my previous relationship is this self-sabotaging aspect into it, where, where, where you um, kind of set up the kind of the scene that, because men, men can be very good at um, making sure the relationship end because they don't know how to end the relationship. So like, like uh, for like, um, you stop texting straight away, you, you, you keep changing your mind in the last minute, things like that. So, so I think with that, it's very important as well. Again, you know what you want of the relationship and you want, and you need to communicate what you want in the beginning. I think the more open you are about your communication in the beginning on a relationship, the more um, you you get what you want out of the relationship. Coming back to what, what your question was is, it's about the trust of when you express what you want out of the relationship that you know the person that you're talking to is actually listening to what, you, what you're saying. And then at the same time, the other way around, then when that person is kind of communicating, it's it's about having that uh, trusted, um, secure environment that both parties feel they can actually have a conversation without the other person installing out of the room and or jumping over the uh, kind of uh, 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 on top of their words every time. And I think it comes a lot of the time is because um, somebody's just so. Um, afraid or, or their self-esteem is so low that they take it very personally so they need to defend themselves straight away. It's almost like kind of that saying of you never um, not, not never back somebody into a corner because they will come out fighting, right? And it's about not making the other person feel that they have been backed into a corner that they need to come out fighting. It's about that you are in an open space and you open open communication and then you have that trust uh, and the respect and I think it comes very strongly about the respect with that other person, that the other person can actually communicate for themselves. I think that, like, um, that's very important uh, when it comes to communication, that the, the both per person feel respected. Yeah. And I think that creates a parameter of safety so that when 
inevitably you have difficult conversations, which will happen. You know, I, I think it's funny that we all, because of probably movies and music and things of this nature, we think all of it's happy and, you know, roses and sunshine all the time, but it's just not. We're humans. And, and I think that you're spot on, like you have to create that space to have that, that safe and, and powerful communication. You know, you talked about really important how it is to, at the beginning, to talk about what you want and expectations. Is it as simple as talking? Should people be writing like agreements and contracts? Should this be in writing? Like, should, you know, like, how do you make this solidified? That's the, that's the thing. There's no silver bullet. In any of this, and but the strongest thing is uh, for me, and that uh, my focus with with when I'm kind of helping uh, um, the men that I, I talk to, is about making yourself focus on yourself, making yourself a whole person, and making yourself a strong, uh, self-assured person that can that is comfortable with their, in their own skin. In regards to if you're not comfortable and you're not happy, if you not have a goals what you want to achieve, nobody's going to do that for you. And it shouldn't be anybody else's um, focus to do so. Yes, as a partners, yeah, you, you will strive and you will have goals together. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for yourself, nobody else. And if you don't kind of, uh, it's like um, if you put, if you put all this effort to look, have the six packs and, and um, looking good. Why should you not be doing the same thing of looking good and being healthy on the inside from the, the mental side of things? And I see much more, and, and um, there's quite a lot of talk in, in UK at the moment of, of men and, and uh, going too far and, uh, and, and taking their own lives, is that I think a lot of, of us as men are getting very confused at the moment in regards to the uh, um, the Me Too movement and so on. And I'm all for it and it's very strong. But at the same time, men need to focus on themselves and be respectful and and show up as a respectful individual in a society that is actually happy to be around himself. And I think that that's kind of a uh, comes down to your, your individual that you need to be a whole individual. Yeah. And, and the same thing is happening in the States too. I mean, the, especially post COVID, I mean, if we're even post COVID, I don't even know where we're at anymore, but the, the reality that suicide rate is higher than it's ever been. People in the military, they're not even reporting the suicide rates anymore because they're so astronomically high. Um, you know, social media is playing this terrible, terrible influence in our lives. People are consuming more media. They're spending more time um, just distracted from reality, in which I get it, man. I mean, it's like, holy crap, life is really weird right now. And I, I think that having conversations like this hopefully will help give men uh, many, many more tools and understanding and hopefully knowing like you're not alone. Like we go through this too. You know, it's funny. People will look at you, know, people who are now coaches and they're like, yeah, but what do you really know? What have you been through? And it's like, yeah, but you're on the backside of your own struggles, your own experiences. For for those listening who have struggled with mental health, who have self-sabotaged, who have faced, you know, massive fear and intimacy and connection, and they want to be this high value man, they want to be a man who 
most importantly, like loves themselves, right? First, because you cannot be filled up by other people. That will never happen. Yep. What What are some things that men can be doing today? Like literally starting right now to step into that place of, of being a man of value for themselves first. I think the, the first and the foremost is to give yourself a break. Allow yourself that not everything has to be perfect. And I think it's as well, it's, it's focusing, there's a term called the spotlight effect. And, uh, and then we all fall into this. If you ever remember going, walking down the street and, and across the street, you notice somebody's waving at you. And it, you kind of, I've never seen this person. Well, you start to look around and you don't know. And, and then this person starts walking towards you and, and you kind of, you must be knowing someone, you, you put your hand up. But then this person walks past you and you don't like you, you. You're like, oh shit! You, everybody saw me, and, and I look like a fool. But in the reality, most likely, no, nobody noticed. But you're just so focused on everybody's looking at me. It's like when you go in, into a nightclub and you stand in the middle of a dance floor, it's like everybody's looking at me. And, and it's, it's that kind of focus that we sometimes are just so worried about what other people are thinking that we don't really realize. They have their own struggles. They're not really just focusing on you. And, and it's about being able to manage that expectation of it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be a, a, um, a little foolish now and then. The world is not going to end. What is the worst thing that come out of it? Okay, your, your feelings got hurt for like a minute and then, you, then you're fine. And, and for me, it's 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 um, being able to just step back from that situation, give it a breather, and it's never as bad as it is. And there's always a silver lining. Because I remember when I went through my divorce, and as I mentioned before, my 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 role model as uh, as a married uh, marriage was my parents. And I've been married almost sixty years, uh, sixty years next year. So it was a devastating for me that uh, I was getting divorced, and and in my uh, my mind the the the, the uh, marriage wasn't that horrible. So I just I was distraught. I just couldn't believe this was happening to me, and and then I just gave myself a little break, and I, and then it kind of came a little bit as I started to talk to my friends and family. As, as I went through this and they were kind of pointing out to me, maybe the marriage wasn't that great. There was problems here and there. And then I started, as I said, stepped back and started to looking for the silver lining. And I think that's one of the, the my, my deepest uh, kind of a uh, realization out of going through my very, was even if the things are so bad, there's always something positive out of it. And, and, now, in hindsight, uh, I'm actually getting married next week. Uh, oh, amazing. Um, to an, found a new amazing person. And it's uh, six years uh, uh, plus or minus that I just got divorced. And I can't wait to get married again. And and it's just uh, having that focus of, of not always beating yourself up. And just step back. Give yourself a breather. You don't always have to be that perfect person. Mm -hmm. And just be that vulnerability, and, and as well, and, and I, I mean, a lot of people say like, um, and I, I jokingly have a favorite term. Sometimes I say, just suck it up. 
but suck it up doesn't really help you. Mm. And, and and it's about finding either uh, work on yourself. It also, as well, it's very important you take responsibility and stop blaming other people for whatever happened, because it takes two. And if you do not take responsibility, what what the situation is in, it will not lead you into anything to learn from. You don't, you won't see that silver lining, and you won't learn from it. Because in my mind, is that there's there's always experience that you can learn from. Because I feel like what I learn when I learn something the best is when I fail. And so we shouldn't be afraid of failure. And I think our society is very focused on creating champions that aren't really champions. Mm-hmm. Like like people are talking about like when you have kids and everybody gets a medal. Okay, I mean it's nice, but it doesn't really give you a true reflection of what life is about. And it's okay to have a little bit of a, of a competitiveness, but at the same time, it is okay to fail. Because if you don't fail, you don't improve. Hmm. Uh, and and so for me, it's it's about taking responsibility and, and be okay with the occasional embarrassment moment that just move on. Don't yeah. dwell on it. And, and like you said, nobody's watching anyway, right? Yeah. And and I think that's one of the really important things and to, to not beat yourself up about it and to not belittle yourself and put yourself down because I don't know anyone who doesn't make mistakes. I don't know anyone who doesn't fail. I don't know anyone on planet Earth who has not had a moment where they're like, why did I just fucking do that, right? Like we, we all have that. And it's like grace and compassion are a couple of the really, really difficult things that, that men step into. Um, I know in my journey, I I tell people all the time, singularly, the most difficult thing I've ever done is to learn to love myself, period. There's nothing more difficult. And I think that if I know that if you're able to step into that, recognizing the biological and biochemical responses happening in your brain and these different stimulus, you're going to be able to get there. And it's just natural that on a long enough timeline, if you're showing up and you're executing and you're following through, your life will be different. And and there are silver linings. I know it's hard to like think about that, right? Because you're like, my life is a freaking disaster. I'm in a divorce. Yeah, yeah. My my partner packed up and left. And then it's like, uh, I hate to use this cliche, but time does heal all wounds. And the thing is, you have to be willing to grief and suffer and be like, yeah, this sucks and not run from it, not stuff it down. And I think the biggest part of that as individuals is learning to be vulnerable with yourself. Yeah. And and so my hope is that the the men listening and anyone listening to this today will come to this realization, like, it's okay, right? I mean, yeah, it sucks, but, like, you're not dead. And so that means that you still have opportunity in front of you. Absolutely agree. I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't agree more because, like, it's like the other fame saying, you are your worst enemy, right? True. And And, and, and as I said before, would you ever step uh, go up to your friend after he's done something amazing and say, that was horrible. You should never do that again. You wouldn't do that to your best friend. So why are you doing it to yourself? So like it's, it's I, I do understand, and you, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier on the, the social media side of things. And, and it's that instant gratification. We live in a society now that we are just so focused on, oh, 
the Joneses next door just went on a holiday or bought a boat or got this amazing car or whatever it was, that we put ourselves such a, uh, always comparing ourselves to something else and, and, and not just enjoy the moment that we have now and be in the moment. I think we are losing that considerably with always being chasing the Joneses on Instagram or whatever that is, comparing ourselves to somebody else. You just have to, just, just to look at yourself and like things that are okay and and things will be okay. And then give you, and, and the other thing as well, when you have those small victories, you should always celebrate the small victories. Mm. Big, big, uh, big victories take care of themselves. Um, like, like somebody I read somewhere, just to focus on doing one good thing a day that you can say at the end of the night when you put your head on the pillow, when to bed, I made my bed perfectly. That's the one thing was good that day. If if nothing else, just focus on something, one good thing that you do a day, uh, whatever that is, and 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 then you build on it, and and you you're gonna kind of slowly, slowly and. And I think, as you mentioned, is that we are just so good at being bad to ourselves mm. um, and not kind of, a, and it's all about self-pity and, and, and we're kind of like, this person doesn't like me because that and then, but just trying to st- stop, stop being that negative communication in your, in your head. It's just, when you catch yourself doing it. And I think what I found as well, when I went into that self-revelization of myself for myself is that more I did it, the more I was able to pick up those situations when I was being hard on myself. And what I, what would I do then is that I would either like try to go for a walk or, or, or read a book, something like that. Because you need to just occupy your brain with something else. Watching something on television, it doesn't work as well because reading, I felt... I had to focus. I had to actually focus on the the little uh, letters on, on on the on the page. So so I, I kind of got myself out of that thinking quite a bit. Um, and then like other people talk, not obviously about meditation is very strong. If you can if you can focus on that and get into it, I think that's another thing that's very 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 strong. Yeah, I agree. And I I think a lot of these tools you bring into your life. Some will work. Some will not. Um, but it's about finding out what works for you and Absolutely. changing, changing the narrative and the self-talk. I'm such a proponent of that. That's, that's the difference between success and failure in life. In my opinion, uh, Stefan, my friend, this conversation has been absolutely amazing. Uh, before I ask you my last question, can you please tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on, uh, uh, in Instagram and Facebook under high value men. And on my website, highvalueman.is. Brilliant. And if, High Value Man the, is. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And of course, we'll put the links in the show notes for the audience. Thanks. My last question for you, my friend. What does it mean to you to be unbroken? What means to be unbroken is to be a person that shows up. The, per, the person that has opinion and knows what he wants out of life. So my kind of a, um, when I went on my, my journey when I did this realization I kind of read a lot of books and all that kind of thing but the end of the day for me is is about showing up and knowing what you want out of the situation and be um, kind of a, 
respectful of, about that. It's not about being arrogant about I want this or something like that. It's about just being a whole human being that shows up in society and, and it's um, uh, somebody you want to be around with. Yeah, I love that. It's about owning your truth and showing up. My friend, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. We'll be right back to the show, my friend, but I wanted to let you know about our brand new podcast community for Think Unbroken Podcast. I know that for so many trauma survivors like myself, for the longest time, I felt alone, like nobody got it, nobody understood, and that I was just going to have to figure this out on my own. But that's not true. And the reason why we created our brand new Think Unbroken Academy podcast community is so that we can bring all the members of the Unbroken Nation together in a place where we can learn, grow, heal, change, and transform our trauma into triumph. I would love to have you come and be a part of the brand new community. Just check out thinkunbrokenacademy.com or click the link in the podcast description. And I cannot wait to see you there, my friend. Again, just head over to thinkunbrokenacademy.com. And until then, be unbroken. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends, and until next time, be unbroken. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, 
emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.